Blog Talk Radio. And it is now 5.34. I am so sorry I should have never turned off my alarm. But I did, and wow, I am really sorry. But I'm here because we have to talk about the truth this morning. And I did put the music in, so you guys heard it. But I have to figure out how to marry the music and the, the speaking. Um, Todd saying the intro. So that will come. I hope soon, but um, maybe today. If that does, I will be so happy. I just wish I was more of a techie. But today's show, why does the truth feel so hard to explain and a lie come so easy? How many times have we found ourselves, we know there's a lie, it's right in front of us. And people are buying it, and they're, they're going off on that spinning plate, and they're going off on this spinning plate, and it just goes on and on. And the frustration, the frustration of that is ridiculous. There's a woman I know at the gym that, you know, years ago, but she came to me one day and she said, you know, I have been so nervous lately and so upset all the time. And my doctor told me after talking to her, stop watching the news. And she's like 80, but a good 80. Like she's driving. She's still working. She's coming to the gym. And I thought, oh my gosh, it gets her too. After all those years of being alive, The truth is the truth is the truth. And, you know, her story was she just didn't like Democrats. She just thought all Democrats were wimpy and did this and did that. And I thought, okay, you know, everyone's entitled, but it was hurting her. And that's something removed. You can turn that off. You can go about your life. But she couldn't. Because in her eyes, there was no truth. It was, it was just ridiculous. Why don't people just tell the truth? Why don't politicians tell the truth? Why don't husbands or wives tell the truth? Because the fear of people knowing what any of us are really doing has degraded the quality of our conversation. It has taken our conversations and made them mean nothing. Because we stop hearing when we don't hear the truth. Because we're hardwired to it. 
but the quality of our thoughts, the quality of our trust, it can be gone for our entire lifetime. All because the truth isn't spoken. And I'm not talking about you walk around and tell everyone all your little secrets or things you love to do. I mean, you don't have to inundate people with your information. And by secrets, I just mean things that are private, that you just, you know, why would you tell someone? But when you're around people and we are talking, the minute something isn't true, the conversation will change. No one will know why. The person who's not telling the truth will say, oh, wow, they didn't blink. I I think I'm okay. And the person who walks away will go, hmm, that, that was weird. I don't know what was weird, but that was weird. And I remember thinking to myself so many times, And it was like times where I was nervous and I was younger and I may have exaggerated something or done something like that. And I walked by and in my mind, I was trying to repair it. Like, how am I going to go back and how am I going to make it right? Why did I exaggerate? And I realized that sometimes I get nervous and I used to do that. And so I, I would catch myself When I was getting started, I could feel myself not feeling good enough to be where I was. So I wanted to make a story better. And I learned to be quiet in that time. I taught myself to just not talk. And that is one of the first places, because I wasn't that old when I did that. But I didn't like the feeling so something in me was bothered because now I thought, God, I hope I don't talk to anybody I know because I really exaggerated that story that was in that story because I needed that laugh back. I needed that acceptance. I needed to feel like I was as good as others. These aren't even big ones about why it's so hard to explain the truth. Sometimes we just think the truth is boring and we try to make it bigger, better than it is. But it doesn't matter what I said at the end. I felt horrible afterwards. And I learned that nothing was worth that feeling. I did not like that feeling. And I'm not going to feel it again. And I always knew when that feeling was there because it was always around people I didn't know that well that I felt that I had to be bigger in front of because the people I knew knew me, able to be myself. And back in the day, people couldn't be themselves. And that was like normal to say that, like, wow, I was just myself with him. Wow, I was just myself with them. We would even tell each other that. Because we all understood nervous. We all understood a lot of things. So I thought, well, why is that? We were doing in live time, in real life, what actually happens on social media, only we had to physically do it. 
it, we know we didn't have a place to meet people other than actually meeting them. And if you lived in a neighborhood like I did, people's reputations preceded them. So you would hear these stories, whether they were true or not, I don't know, but all the younger people bought them. So when we had a chance to be around people we thought were cool, darn it, we were going to be cool too. But the problem was I wasn't cool, not like that. It was interesting. So then you fast forward to how old we are now, and we're living in a world where there's stuff all over the place. You can find whatever you want to find anywhere. Google whatever you want. But then you have to read it, and you have to ask yourself, is this true? So now we have this thing called fact-checking. When someone talks, they check all the facts. When somebody writes something, publishes something, it has to be backed up by two or three articles. The things have to be aligned. Otherwise, we cannot completely believe it's truth. There's some people that will go as far as certain research done in certain colleges and say, well, that college really did a small study or really didn't do that thorough of a study or it's not that great of a college or they don't get that much funding or they'll come up with a reason why if that opinion differs from theirs, whether or not it's true. So why is it so hard to explain the truth? It's right in that sentence. Why does it, the truth feel so hard to explain it? Because we never have to explain the truth. We never have to explain it. We are hardwired to it. And when we hear it, just by the look of the person's face, by the sound of their words, by where they end, it's over. You guys, everyone knows. Everyone knows. They may not want to, but they know. Why does a lie come so easy? Well, the only place I can go to understand why I would put the burden of a lie on my own back was when I was exaggerating myself, literally exaggerating. And then how I felt, and I thought, gosh, what if I actually just like got on television or wrote something that I knew wasn't true? And put it out there. Why would I need to do that? Well, because we need something back from it, right? I needed something back from it. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be like them, like what I thought they were. But I also was probably a product of that energy as well. Because when something is bigger than life and we try to be bigger than life, we all know that isn't true. It just isn't. Truth is what's bigger than life. And when we hear it, we're willing to go an extra mile for anybody. For anybody. I had somebody just in my inbox write me. This is in in the 
Islamic world, this is the month of Ramadan where people will fast from sunrise till sunset for 30 days. And it's been going on now for about a week. And at the end of it, the Muslim people choose somebody or a family or an organization and they give money to the poor. So the whole point is by not eating all day and all night, you understand what it's like to be hungry and how that affects your mind and how that affects the way you think and how you kind of have to sleep just to make the hunger go away and then you wake up when you know you can eat. But some people, they don't wake up and know they can eat, which is really sad that that even exists. So at the end of the month, we give money. You can give to as many as you want, poor people. But, you know, when we were younger, my parents always gave directly to families that they knew needed the money, as opposed to just putting it in an organization. And by the time it got to someone, they got about 25 to 50 cents on the dollar. So they thought they were being more effective that way. And I learned to do that. And no matter what you have to give, sometimes I didn't have money, but I gave bags of food or I, I would bake something or I would, I would find a way to give something. So what happened is in my inbox, there was somebody who probably a month ago maybe became a friend. And I, I don't run, I, I run my own um, social media by what I write, but you know, on my author page or on Instagram, those posts, we, we, you know, plan them to come out. So sometimes I'll see my inbox and sometimes I won't because it just gets real busy. It blows up at times from certain things. So I get this inbox from a guy and he's telling me, I mean, someone I don't even know from across the world, lives across the world. And he writes me about a girl that's sick and that if I want to give money at the end of the month to give it to her father, and here's the bank account number. Here's a guy I don't know, a girl I don't know, a father I don't know, where he lives I don't know. Did he care? No. But the minute I saw the bank account number, I just happened to see it. I was like, he's lying. He may not be, but it didn't sound right at all. Why would anybody, someone told them that they don't know, do that? Well, I basically said, if I don't physically give the person the money myself, I don't do it. But thank you. And he goes, wow, not even to a girl, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, wow, here we go. Everyone's got their hustle. The reason this show is so important today is because while we have all been in quarantine, and a lot of us have picked up on this pretty early on, but now we're in a deeper stage of it. We're cleaning up. We are cleaning up. A few years ago, I would have tried to answer that person in a very apologetic way. Now I'm just like, no. Hard no. 
not a maybe no, a hard no. Like, don't even try to write me again. And, you know, I always block those out of there once I find them. We really have to think about how we talk to ourselves because that's what we've been left with. Do I exaggerate my anger? Do I exaggerate how I feel about something? Do I just throw out these, oh, those idiot type comments? Or do I say, hey, you know what? They may believe what they believe as much as I believe what I believe. And if it's not the same, then we don't have anything in common. And sometimes people I don't have anything in common with, I can at least be friends with, maybe, depends. I've worked with a lot of people that maybe we had opposite political views or maybe we had opposite music tastes or the kinds of people we like, but we found out we liked each other and we ended up having great long friendships in life. And we'd always say, who would have ever thought the two of us would have ended up friends the way we have? It's really interesting how the truth will bind the two of us that are opposite mind. And someone who was, I don't know, whatever he sent me was real, I can't say, but it sure didn't feel right, but was acting like-minded to get in. But I don't need anyone to get in. But the acting part, is the part. So now I go back to how God teaches us lessons. I was that person. I wouldn't have pulled that off. I wouldn't have scammed somebody or pretended to go on behalf of someone else to get some money. But what I did do was I was an exaggerator. And I knew it. But it took a few good times of me doing it to realize that I did not like the way I felt when I did it. So what did that teach me? That taught me that when somebody does that, there is a reward in their world for it or they wouldn't continue doing it. It does feel that that rush of reward when you're this little exaggerator, but if you're flat out lying, there's the will they buy it or not. But that feeling, that feeling that when we're hardwired to the truth, if we're not hardwired, it's awful. And to live with that, also awful. So what I think is, wow, they not only did it, they can live with it. And what happens in my brain is I have nothing to talk about with that person ever. Because what are we going to talk about that has any kind of substance? And we now, we can gloss over anything and say, oh, that's true. Oh, that's not true. We've evolved. We've grown so far and wide in this time. You know, Christ 
said something. We said things happen fastest and we grow most when it's quiet. And for a lot of us, not everyone, but for a lot of us, we got nothing but quiet. We got nothing but quiet. And what I found, which I thought was the most interesting thing, is that people aren't doing a lot of the time-wasting type things that they have been doing. They just didn't do it anymore. Like, let's say you play a game. I play Words with Friends. And the people I play with, I've been playing since the year it came out, so probably I don't even know, 10 years. And because it keeps your mind kind of, you know, thinking. So the people I play with, I have been playing with for pretty much all that time. There's new ones that pop in and pop out, but for the most part, the same people. So I know their patterns. You know what happened since this shutdown came? It's amazing. They play a lot less. Might be days before they come back to a word to a board that we were on. They play less because their lives have changed and it looks like they have more time, but what we filled our time with isn't the kind of things that we do because we're in between something because there's nowhere to be in between. I like that because, like, let's say I'm waiting at a doctor's office or I'm waiting in line somewhere. I always just play it because that's when I play. When I'm home, I'm too busy. But now I'm home all the time. So even my habits changed. In that respect, we're getting caught up in things. We miss people. We can't wait to see the people we love. Our friends feels kind of weird now that like nobody's been over for dinner for two months. I think we're hitting two months. We're probably it was March 15th here in California. People are starting to protest in the street with no social distancing and some with it, but for the most part, no. And I thought, well, You just wasted your last two months because we're pretty close right now, closer than we were. I also tell my son as we're driving by that they have the right to do that because they're scared. They're scared our rights are going to be gone. And he goes, but do they realize they're risking their lives? I said, I don't know because we don't know if that's even true. There's just so much information out there Yes, we're erring on the side of caution, but we don't know any more than they know, or they wouldn't be out in the street. It's an interesting world, but when I said that, he stopped saying, wow, they're, you know, not really very smart people to be doing that. And I said, you don't understand where they're coming from. This is where they're coming from, and this is why. I understand it. I won't do it. I don't, I don't believe that I need to. I go out for walks. I, I do everything I've done 
but I just take precautions. That's the truth. That ended that conversation. So then my son gets in with someone. Obviously, we're all in the house together, and they're talking, and he said, you know what? I don't think this conversation is going anywhere good, so let's just stop talking about it because they have two polar opposite political views. But he knew enough to know enough to say that. And what did that do? That created respect between them because it was true. The wall is red and the wall's really red. True. You don't want to do that. You don't want to take it away from someone who does because you know your energy isn't going to help it. That's true. Someone would say, oh, wow, thanks for telling me, as opposed to, come on, you could do that. Who would say you could do that to that? It's so simple. We never have to explain the truth. Those little things that we do every day change our mindset, change our lives. You guys, I got to go. I got 10 seconds. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.